this is Coffee with Timmy. Hello, welcome back to my channel. Before we start, may I please ask that you subscribe to my channel? Yes. And to my podcast, I've got podcasts now. Some of the, um, for some of you, you don't like to watch or you don't have the time, but you can listen. So podcast is good for you. And I, I have to tell you that there are some topics on the podcast that I have not put on video. So you will enjoy most of them. My topic today, I'm not even sure if I'm going to have time to take my coffee because um, it's very disturbing for me. It's not new. And I purposely didn't do this um, recording during Easter. Yes, happy Easter, everyone. During Easter, because I just didn't want to take away the reason for the season. I didn't want anything upsetting even much more than this is. April is the Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And this campaign is to make us all aware of the different kinds of way um, sexual assault happens, this kind of things that are under sexual assault. As it's my doing, I will speak about the girls. I know that men are assaulted as well, I know. But I am more familiar with what happens to a girl. So one assault that we don't think about, that I don't, I know it happens. I know very well that it happens, but I've never actually looked at it in the form of an assault. Meanwhile, that is what it is. A girl is assaulted in a life at a time when she has no control over what goes on in her body before she is able to say yes or no, before she's able to, be, to give consent. She's assaulted by the people that is supposed to look after her. She is assaulted sexually, and I'll put it under sexual assault because of the part of the body that it involves. She is assaulted for one purpose and one purpose only, to the pleasure of a man. She is told at that moment in her life, whether she knows it or not, that your body is for the use of a man's pleasure. It's for the use of a man's benefits. That's what your body is. Not for you and not for any benefit to you. Sexual assaults in a girl that I'm talking about is female genital mutilation. This is done from as young as you can think of, sometimes to the age of 49. And I thought that was really ridiculous. As a 49-year-old woman, I would not sit down and then let anybody cut me. But hey, this is a tradition that has been passed down for centuries. It, it feels like to me, it feels like it's passed down for centuries. It is the tradition that I think needs to go. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks this. It is a tradition that has no use, no purpose, except for the man's benefit. Why are girls circumcised? That is the official word for it. Why are girls circumcised? So that they're not promiscuous? So that they do enjoy sex? Because apparently if you enjoy sex, that there's something wrong with you as a girl. And so that your husband has the most pleasure when he's having sex with you. This is, I don't, in 2022, you will think um, there's more enlightenment than that, but apparently not. The education of our women, for them to know that this is something that should not be happening to them or to their children, is not as quick, or maybe quick is not the word, 
has not been listened to because the voices against it are rising every every day and they're increasing in numbers. And the voices against it are also women. Most of them are women who have been caught. That is the word. You are being caught. You are being caught at um, for uh, for purposes that they cannot explain to you. These women are caught in different stages. Stage one, the clitoris is just removed. And I don't know why I say just, because this is a part of your body obviously got intended it for something, but it's removed. But um, stage two, the clitoris and the leaves of the vagina is also removed and then sewn back, then the vagina is sewn back. Stage three, the clitoris, the lips of the vagina, actually they just shave you off, you know? They just shave whatever it is that is protruding, they just shave it off and then they sew it back. They sew it back, now remember the cut of the skin. So in sewing back, they're pulling your skin, the, the, the side of your thighs. I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, a hor it's horrible just thinking about it, much more than it happening. And it's um, sewn back and they leave a pin, a, a something maybe um, this size, yes, or even smaller is the hole that is left. And they leave this hole for you, for the girl to pee, for the girl to have a menstruation through, and then when it's time for her to, to have sex with her husband, he tears through this. He tears through it. There's no way, okay? I'm being very graphic today. It, there's no way that an adult penis is this size. I'm not being rude. I'm, I'm being factual in what I'm saying. And so this girl is torn open again. Now, when God created us, we were created in a certain way for certain reasons. So she's torn open, and then she, the, the, the man uh, has his pleasure. The, uh, apparently, the tightness of this is what gives the, the, ple the pleasure to the man. And I'm thinking in my head, the girl is probably bleeding throughout all of this. And not only the first time, she will bleed every single time because now it's an open wound. You understand what I'm saying? It's an open wound to get through to that. Now, when she gets pregnant, a whole a whole other problem starts in the sense that when she needs to have a baby, she's been she's been she's been stoned back, stone shot. So when she needs to have a child, she is torn wide open and torn in a way that wasn't intended because. The, the, the opening that will have stretched normally is no longer there. So the baby is forced out and she is torn. Why is this done? This is the tradition, and I'm sure quite a number of other traditions are like that, that is done solely for the pleasure of a man and is done by women. I think what, what grieves me most about this is that it's done by women who have obviously, not obviously, who have most of the time gone through it. You're living with this pain or you've lived with this pain. You know what it is like. Somehow you have survived it and you think it is okay for you to inflict the same pain, the same horror on another child, on another person. 
And they say, that is how it has always been done. It doesn't have to be continued just because that's how it has always been done. If a female, if a woman, a mother, I actually think about this. If you're a mom and this has been done to you and you've gone through it and you hated it, you probably still hate it all the time. Why would you let that be done to your daughter? Why would you sit down and let someone take your daughter and cut her in a back room somewhere and then sew her up with which needle, with what? And then they are, you know, it's traditional stuff that they put on it to heal. And this child is in pain. This child is in pain. They bleed and bleed and bleed and some even bleed to death. Because parents are, in countries where this is banned, Parents don't take the child to the hospital on time if she's bleeding. And by the, by the time they do so, the child either has bled to death or bleed to death in the hospital, or even if it stops, the infection that then starts. And it becomes something that is reoccurring because now there's nothing that can be done. I can imagine the hospital opening that child up and the parents getting home and closing her up again. I read the story of a woman who went uh, at 18, yeah, she was 18, when she got to the UK as an immigrant, she went to a doctor to say, please open me a little bit so I can pee without pain. Because peeing takes minutes. It's not something you can just run to the bathroom and pee quickly and go out like we do. No, it takes minutes for them to pee. And she said she needed an interpreter to tell the doctor what she was saying. And the interpreter refused to say what she was saying to the doctor. I don't know whether it was because it was a female, I don't know whether it's a female doctor or a male doctor, but she refused to interpret what this woman was saying. This help she was asking for. But fortunately, the doctor heard. And then to have a baby, she had another problem. The, the, the nursing staff, as of that particular time, had never seen a woman who has been circumcised stage three. That's where she was, stage three. She had nothing down there. And she went through that pain of her body tearing for her baby to be born. After that, she, she then had um, cesarean sessions. But can you imagine going through that as a mom? If you've ever had natural birth, you know how painful, how crazy that pain is. When you say, don't push, and all you want to do is you're going to push, you're going to push, you're going to push. So why are we allowing men to tell us what to do with our body to tell us to inflict, and we knowingly, we know it's going to be painful, we know it's going to be a lifetime uh, problem, and we do it to our daughters. Why? How do you as a woman stand to hold the child down while another woman cuts her? I read about a girl who said she was told they were going to a family home. The minute she got in, three women took hold of her, grabbed her, took her to a room. She was held down, and this woman brought her the scissors, and she was cutting her. And all she could hear them say at that time was, oh, you are so lucky, it's a brand new scissors. It's a brand new scissors. They didn't give this child anything to stop the pain. It's a brand new scissors. Why, why is that so important? Because oh, it could have been a glass. Anything sharp could have been used. It could have been a blade, a rusty old blade that's been used so many times for so many women. Lord knows how many blood has that dried on that blade. It could have been a knife. And I saw some pictures online that my heart nearly stopped. Because some of these pictures, some of these things that they're using, these things that is being used to cut a girl, oh my God. 
<laughs> the question of honor. It goes to the question of honor. Tradition says in certain places, if you don't do this, your child is not, your daughter is not clean. And it will dishonor the family if her husband finds that she has not been caught and kept ready for the husband. This husband or this man go out and sleep with women who are not caught. They go out and look for easy women and they sleep with them. But all oh, those women apparently don't matter. So your, 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 your vagina must be kept in this state of pain to you, but apparently clean for your husband to come and tear and use as he wishes. You have no say in it. It's not, it's, you're just there. It's not just um, that you're there to clean. You're just there. Your whole body's there to serve him. If you read about the things that have happened to young girls, who, because now the husband also married them young, you, you, they tear them open, and some, when they're having um, babies, are torn so badly that they torn from the vagina all the way to their, to their anuses, and, and, and then going to, that they have to wear a sanitary towel or something to block um, pee dripping, you know, to block them dripping, to block um, feces coming out from them, and the smell, of course the smell. Because if this has happened and it happens in a rural area and there's no one, oh Lord help me, and there's no one to sew that part back, there's nothing. This girl just lives like that smelling. And then the husband doesn't want her anymore. He forgets the reason why she is like that is because of him and the other men. He doesn't want her anymore. He wants another one. This is a tradition that must go. This blind obedience to tradition must be removed. It just must stop. It just must stop. I know a lot of, um, uh, uh, when I say a lot, uh, a lot of countries and lot, a lot of women are standing up and saying this must stop. So many of these women have been cursed themselves so they know what they're talking about. They, it, it's their life, they're living through this pain. Some have decided not to have children or you know, just the, the thought of having kids are just too painful for them. Some probably have um, had sex and realized that, no, this is a, another kind of hell they're going through. And they are, they, are, they are crusading, they are protestants to stop the practice of female circumcision. When um, a boy is circumcised, the first thing actually that's removed from the penis actually doesn't good. It prevents certain diseases either from occurring or from spreading or from being bad. That's not the point. That's not the way it is with the female circumcision. And I can assure you, if this had been men going through it, same way that they cannot go through the pain of childbirth. They cannot even go through the pain of having your monthly menstrual period. This will have stopped long time ago. This will have stopped. We need to join those who are actively, actively protesting this. You don't need to have been circumcised to know that this is wrong. You don't need to have been circumcised to know that the pain that is being inflicted on these children is wrong. There's something that is called um, pre-memory. Yes, if they say, if you circumcise a child pre-memory, then the pain is not so bad, which means by the age of three, they should have been done. Who says it's pre-memory? There's going to be some kind of trauma in the child's life. He's going to remember. 
Or at one point, she's going to look down there and look at her friends in the bathroom, in the gym, um, anywhere, look at photos online and realize that, oh my word, there's something not the same down there. I'm not the same as everybody else. And what about that trauma? Is that pre-memory now? And if the child dies, what do you say to yourself? What honor have you brought to yourself for carrying a child for nine months and then that child dies because you willingly, or even if you didn't take your child there, you you didn't fight enough. For me, that is it. You didn't fight enough for your daughter. Because one, one of the things that, that they're finding is that um, in families where the woman, where the mother is the one that is advocating for this to be done, I'm shocked. But apparently in some in some families, it's more the mothers than the than the father that wants this done. And this gets done. In families where the father is not in favor of it, some girls have been served. In families where the father's ah, but the mother is like it's gonna be done, then it is done. We need to. You know, there's so many practices that if you look at it, you're like, hmm, that's really not on. Like I heard about, you know, the ironing of the breast. I can't even go into there. Are just so many, so many barbaric things that we do that will allow, that has been done to a woman and is continuing. I, I don't want to even go to that now. To iron a to iron a girl's breast so that she doesn't so that her breast is not budding on time. Let's just keep to one horror at a time. Okay. So I'm going to please ask us. If you have not, go online. Look for um, petitions that have been drawn up. Uh, it's not the countries that are, it's not just Africa. The countries that are involved in female circumcision goes all the way to um, Asia. It even goes all the way to Western countries. So you have um, people, even in refugee camps, can you believe it? In refugee camps, when they all realize that um, when you go into America or into the UK, for example, you're not going to be allowed to circumcise your child and their papers are almost through, they're finding that these women find a way to get someone within the camp to cut the girl. Th that's it. I just had no words for it. I was just, I was, I was, I had no words for it. I had no words for it. And if you know me, I can talk, eh? I had no words for it. So please, join the protest, sign a petition, something to say this has to be stopped. There are countries, so many countries in the world now have actually banned the continuation of this, but that has not stopped the men from doing it. That has not stopped the women from taking the girls to do it. That has not stopped um, the honor that is supposed to be saved, the family honor that's supposed to be saved is still being saved through this bloodletting, because that's what it is. This bloodletting, this um, cutting of the girls. So people are willing to go to prison. People are willing to be fined. People are willing to be caught, I would say, just to cut somebody else. And I'm um, one unintended, totally unintended. I could go on and on. I don't think I, I don't think it's a conversation that can end in in a day or two. So we just continue to speak against it. We continue to um, 
talk about it because maybe if we talk about it in the open and someone who didn't know how bad this is will understand. And I hope somebody's listening. Maybe you're thinking of cutting your child. Maybe you're thinking of being caught. Um, please don't. Please don't. And also, there are reconstructive surgeries now. They're not all... It all depends on how bad you've been caught and what has been um, caught away. But their reconstructive surgery might not look exactly like you were meant to look. But um, if it will put your mind at rest, it doesn't have to. It, this this thing passes sex for the woman. It's not just about the sex, you know. It's not just about the enjoying the sex. And I cannot fault that. I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy sex, but you even just want to look like a woman. You know, just even that beginning to look like a woman. And nobody should take that away from you. Because that's what you are. You are a woman. And you should be as much of a woman as you want to be. Nobody should nobody should define your womanhood for you. Nobody should define it. Nobody should tell you this is how you should be to be a woman. You are not unclean if you're not circumcised. Circumcision doesn't make you cleaner than the rest of the female population and it definitely is no benefit to you. I'm looking for my coffee. Well, it is here, it's just that it's cold. <laughs> it's been coffee with Debbie. Bye for now. I look forward to your comments and please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe and subscribe to my podcast as well. I'll see you next week. This is Coffee with Timmy. 